You're listening to the Naughty Rude Show podcast, Sin's place for all things sex, health, relationships, and identity. So, so, so scandalous. Hello, you're listening to the Naughty Rude Show on Sin Nation. Uh, it's myself, Julia. We have Darcy and Amaret. Um, so what are we talking about today, guys? Going to have a little bit of a chat about Father's Day and yes. uh, a little bit of an info who, about who talks to their parentals or their father about their relationships and their sex life. Pretty sure it's a big fat zero uh, for the people on tonight's show, but <laughs> we'll no delve a little bit more into that. <laughs> also going to have a little chat about embarrassing moments, um, some of those dreadful times which some people may have experienced where they really weren't expecting what they saw and it scarred them for life. So <laughs> we're going to have a little bit of chat about what that is. And if you have been scarred for life, you probably already know. So we're going to have a good chat about that, so it'll be fun. But first up, we're going to play some beats. What have we got coming up, guys? Uh, This is Ariana Grande, Side to Side. You're listening to Sin Nation. It's the Naughty Rude Show. Ahoy hoy, you're back on the Naughty Rude Show here on Sin Nation. That was firstly Side to Side by Ariana Grande and followed by Shape of You by Ed Sheeran. We're going to be having a little chat about Father's Day now. Firstly, happy Father's Day to any fathers listening. We all hope you're not, but, you know, (laughs) if you are, happy Father's Day to you. Uh, Firstly, our first little subtopic is do we talk about sex and relationships with our dad slash dad slash parents slash mums? No. (laughs) Yeah. Anyone else? No. I know that my dad would be cool about it if I wanted to talk to him, but I don't. Mm. I talk to my mum sometimes. Like, if something really weird happens and it's like, I don't know who to turn to here. Is it because <laughs> mums do the talk and dads don't? Dads kind of just leave it. I never had the talk. No, never had the talk. Okay. No. Did I think my, par- my parents got through the got first four and so was like, no. <laughs> <laughs> By mum, not dad. <laughs> I think you just, especially for for women, they spend so much time with their mums, so close to their mums growing up, that they do feel a bit more comfortable talking about stuff. Plus, mums usually have seen them mm. at their worst, mm. so yeah. it's you know nothing more. Like for for me, like uh, yeah, I've spoken to my mum about frustrations and things now and again. Nothing too like full on serious, and she really hasn't relayed anything back to me about any of her stories. Thank God. Um, <laughs> Well, no, I definitely wouldn't talk to my dad about it. Um, when I came out as bi, um, I was sort of like, well, who do I tell? Like, I've just sort of realised this thing about myself. Yeah. Um, and the first thing I did was I told I told my twin sister. And she was like, yeah, okay. It took you a while. And I was like, thanks. And then I told my best friend. She's like, yeah, kind of figured that one out. And I'm like, okay, then this is really going well. And um, then eventually I told, told my mum and... I was very worried about telling a couple of my family members who'd been a bit, oh, you're so butch and this sort of thing. So I didn't really want to have to tell them. But my dad, I was the most worried about because I knew, although he was very open and um, liberal thinking and all that sort of stuff, I just didn't know how he would react to it. Yeah. But he was totally cool. I just, like, sat sat down and had a chat with him about it and he was like, oh, that's great for you. Like, I'm glad you told me. Um, but that is sort of as far as I've ever gone. I'm not going to be like, oh, Dad... You know what it's like to date girls. <laughs> Give me some advice. Like, definitely, definitely not. I'll definitely be going to my lesbian friends or my other bi friends for chats like that. So I definitely mm. think it's a no for me on the 
dad sexy talk. <laughs> <laughs> excellent, excellent way of putting that. I like that. <laughs> I've taken it to another level. Uh, <laughs> Everyone's about? really cringy now. <laughs> <laughs> cringy faces. Um, is your dad protective of you when you get into relationships and stuff? I don't think my dad's overly uh, protective. I mean, if anything major would happen, I imagine he's got my back and doesn't want anything to happen to his little girl. If you, you know, even if you're growing up, they're still looking out for you and want the best for you. Um, but I feel like that would kind of fall to my brother a bit of protective side. Um, mm. Again, he hasn't needed to step up to it or anything. Yeah, but my brother's. Yeah. For sure. I, I feel that. I think my dad's a bit like, am I going to like this person? And he'll let you know if he doesn't. Yeah. But it's the brothers that you have to really <laughs> yeah. don't do it. And like, do we need to have that? Like, even my, my brother's literally said in front of me when my, my sister got her first, like, solid relationship. Do we need to have a chat with him? Do we need to, like, mm. make sure he knows the deal? <laughs> and I was just like, oh, my God, back oh, off. Like, if something God. happens, yep, go ahead, bash <laughs> the shit out of him. But just as a – you don't need to, like, forewarn, just, yeah. you know, and, and intimidate. I just think it's going so far. And you see that overprotective dad thing is such a big trope. And you see it in so many movies that, like, you know, 16-year-old yeah. girls going on her first day and there's a – dad with the shotgun being like let me do any touch my daughter and yeah, yada no. yada yada I think that's incredibly unhealthy honestly exactly. that protective nature it's almost like oh what are you doing touching my daughter you know her virtue is my property yeah. she is you know my I mean? daughter and I'm gonna yeah. make her do xyz yeah. yeah she's not touching anyone until she's married you know mm. oh my god okay. I'd say my dad's pretty scary um in terms of like he has a loud voice um and uh, that that aspect of him and his personality can seem a bit intimidating, but when you get to know him, it's like, oh, he's just really loud, yeah. <laughs> and that's just the way he is. Um, but I would still want my parents' approval for someone that I was dating, um, just because it just makes life so much easier, and I, I want them to, to be happy with the person I'm with. But, yeah, fortunately, we haven't got to the stage where anyone needs bashing up. Yeah. Well, that's it's always good. good. Yeah. yeah, ideal. Nice. Excellent. <laughs> like, oh, so good. No, no one's been bashed. Excellent. Yeah. Um, about the intimidating thing, yeah, my dad's really intimidating yeah. too. Like my um, my sister was saying that when she first started going out with her ex, that um, he'd been really like, oh, your dad scares me. Even though my dad has been nothing but nice. Very blunt when he first meets people. Mm. Like very like, hey. Like no like, hey, how are you going? Blah, blah, blah. Just like, hey. And that's, so he that's cuts it. the small talk. Yeah. Mm. And um, he's very tall and he's very broad bit overweight and very bald so he sort of cuts that imposing figure um well father figure anyway i wouldn't say he's really imposing to anyone else but potential partners um but yeah he definitely he definitely had that but he was even he he to be honest he was intimidated by me because i'm very i'm actually really protective and i like really super judgy about my siblings choices like if i don't like them but mate what are you doing (laughs) I sort of had the chat like that to my sister with her ex. Not that she was very fond of that, but <laughs> what can you do? So, yeah. My dad's intimidating too, but in like a corporate, stern, glasses, silver fox kind of thing. <laughs> like, you know, he looks over his glasses at you and he's like, don't 
even like what are you doing you know like don't be an idiot what are you doing you're doing something stupid stop it (laughs) like that kind of stern silent kind of thing Mm. but really like if you get to know him you can't shut up he's (laughs) such a nice guy and all my Mm. all my male friends are always like oh yeah your dad's like starey scary kind of like I'm not sure I want to go anywhere near that like (laughs) guys he's a teddy bear Stop yeah, it. yeah. Mm. Got to crack the code. Mm. Yeah, my dad's like very like pro feminism and all that sort of stuff as well. Yeah, same. And he hires like a lot of women within his business, and they went away on a business trip. And um, I'm sort of friendly with them through all that. And my brother's girlfriend actually works for him, so she came back with a whole bunch of stories about just how much of a teddy bear he was, <laughs> and if any of the ch- any of the the women were having issues, he'd be like, "Yeah, let's chat it out." And who said that about you? And do I need to have words? And like all this sort of stuff. Um, yeah, and then you know he meets a guy in someone's life, and it's like, "Hey, <laughs> so that's a big, big difference there." Mm. Yeah, my dad's really similar in that kind of uh, thing. He's in HR a lot, which is now more like a female-dominated kind of area. And so, yeah, he really gets women, which is weird. But, uh, yeah. Yeah, you really don't want to think about your father's getting women. Oh, no, I just think he's <laughs> he's with my mum, he loves mm. her, blah, 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 whatever, all that crap. But uh, I think that's enough about dads, don't you guys? Mm-hmm. How about we head to a song? Um also, if you want to ask us some questions on Tumblr, don't forget to hit us up at thenaughtyrudeshow.tumblr.com forward slash asks. Ask, sorry. Um, you don't have to sign up to ask us questions, and it can, of course, be anonymous. Um, so you're listening to The Naughty Rude Show on Sin Nation, and this is Bad Girls by MIA. That was Missy Higgins, NYE, and Bad Girls, MIA. Before that, you are on The Naughty Rude Show on Sin Nation, and we're talking about all things Father's Day. And, of course, we're going to be talking about getting walked in on while doing the dirty or walking in on your parents doing the dirty as well. So has it happened to you guys? I have been walked in on once, sort of, Uh but I've never walked in on anyone Thank goodness for that. That's oh, my good. God. I think I'd be scarred for life. I'd need yeah. therapy. I think I think if I walked in on my parents, I'd be like, okay, bye. Like, never, ever come in here ever again. Probably never going to see you again. It's like, like when there's a really no. big spider in a room and you won't go in there for a couple of months. Mm. <laughs> is that... Don't, don't is sleep that? in that bed. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> That's the idea. Yeah. That kind of thing. Yeah. Um, I have, however, walked in on my sister and her boyfriend. Mm. That was the worst experience of my life. Because <laughs> I already didn't like him very much. No one really liked him very much. And um, he was just, he's very bald and very fat. <laughs> and my sister, she, she has a disability, so she can't walk. Hmm. So obviously, she's not really going to be participating very much. So it's mainly from his end. And... Um, <laughs> I knocked politely on the door to tell them that dinner was ready. Uh, we actually lived with my parents at this point. So they were in her bedroom with my parents in the house, with my mum cooking dinner. Mm. Me, my older sister was living there with her partner and her kids. So it's a full house. That's a lot of people hey, in this man, house. When the horny calls, the horny calls. And I just, I walked in there and they were just completely going at it. No shame, lights on, everything. And I was like, oh, my God. And I closed the door straight away. Did they, they react? Didn't, they didn't. No. No. <laughs> he still had his shirt on 
<laughs> well, that's she good was for just you, like though, right? flopped out, like beach whale type thing, and oh, you can tell. I'm, I can describe. It was so like his shirt was red. That is how mm-hmm. it burnt into my brain. <laughs> this is. <laughs> No, they didn't oh stop. God. And I'm like, did you actually, like, even notice? And I was like, yeah, yeah, I, um, I noticed, you know, maybe 10 seconds after you sort of left. He took his shirt off and we just, you know. I was like, great. Well, that's that's fantastic that you just didn't care that I was scarred for life. Mm-hmm. And they didn't get to know that dinner was on. And um, there he came in half an hour late. And everyone was like, well, thanks for showing up. And they were like, yeah. That's brave. Mm, yeah. <laughs> that takes balls. Yep. Yeah. Of course, only after did I actually explain to mum that that's why it takes so long. No, yeah, so we'll not be eating in. dinner. So yeah, yeah. I'm like, get out of here. Yeah, exactly. It's I very, had very a partner. He was my first partner, actually. And um, my parents didn't know about him. Nobody knew about him. He was like this little hushy secret thing. It was fun. I was young, you know. Anyway, and so mum comes home and he's there. And I'm like, oh, I don't know what to do. And I hear her walk from the front door to my room and knock on the door. And I was like, oh, just a second, mum. Just, you know, getting changed. And I hit him in my closet. (laughs) Like on some teen movie bull. Like seriously, it was absurd. This six foot seven Russian dude hiding in a a wardrobe. (laughs) Naked, of course. (laughs) Like bizarre, right? How long did he have to wait inside? Like half an hour. Okay, that's not too bad. No, I was imagining a lot bad. worse. No, it wasn't too bad. I managed to get rid of her and she had to go get her nails done or something. But I was like... We were like, oh, got to shout you a pedicure. <laughs> just, just quickly, leave. just go now. Yeah, I'm fine. I don't need anything. I know anything. the salon's get closed. But yep, no, I've yeah. got this. I'll make dinner. <laughs> <You know? laughs> but my current partner now, his brother and he live in the upstairs area of his house right so his mum doesn't really go upstairs a lot unless she needs something Mm. from one of the boys and so his brother's been away for two months so we've gotten very used to not necessarily wearing clothes up there (laughs) you know (laughs) and um now his brother's back and it's like oh okay we have to wear clothes and just occasionally it's forgotten that his brother's there it's like oh well you know daniel's out so whatever Mm. And then you just hear the front door and you like have to kind of race to get dressed. Mm. Shirts on backwards, underwear, mm. you know, you're wearing both legs through one leg hole. Do you understand? Do you get it? <laughs> it sounds very manic. It Love is it. a bit manic. Yeah. It's like, oh, hi. Ooh, how was work? <laughs> <laughs> I did not please, rush to get dressed. Please leave so I can put my underpants back on properly. It's yeah. very uncomfortable. Yeah. It's like when... Uh, you're still in bed or you're basically butt naked if you're walking around the house like that and then someone rings the doorbell and you're like, oh, no, the postman's here. (laughs) Where's that dressing gear? Yeah, exactly, exactly. (laughs) Massive scramble. (laughs) Mm. But how do you prevent it from happening? Do you just set boundaries? Um, Don't get naked in public spaces. Yep, that works. (laughs) (laughs) But, you know, if it's, you know, your house... Do you just like I just learned to with lock, your sister. I just I just learned to knock a lot. Like we live knock together now and they yep. were mm. they he moved in with us. So it was just knocking a lot. But even when I did knock, because we share socks and things like and obviously not underwear, but socks. We share socks. And because um, we both have like similar size feet, so it's like yeah. So I we, they just automatically go in my sister's room. 
So quite often I would wake up in the morning and I had to rush off to work, mm. you know, 7am or whatever. And, and you they'd, they'd get to sleep in and I would need some socks. Right. So I'd just politely knock and I'd be like, just speak one second and I'd turn the light on and I'd go grab the socks out. There was quite a few times where they just didn't have the covers on right. Oh dear. And he just didn't really have his underwear on right and it was just a little peek out uh of his penis and so i saw that quite a few times and that was really disturbing um once i was like oh like that i was like instead of being like oh my god i was like oh my god like that was how gross it was so do you need and to have a chat? Do you need to sit down with him and be like, we need to set some she, rules? Later she was like, you sound like you were going to throw up this morning. And I was like, yeah. So suddenly felt really ill. And she was like, oh, okay. Are you feeling better now? I'm like, well, no, we're having this conversation. Not really. She was like, what are you talking about? I'm like, I saw it. I saw everything. I feel like maybe this whole thing terrible. could have been prevented if socks were in a communal area and not in a yeah, room. If yep. I just put in the socks in my bedroom, it communal would have socks. Been fine. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Just totally. a thought. Just, just a or thought label for people. your socks. Yeah, mm. that could be one way to fix yeah. it. Yeah. So mm. knocking <laughs> very loudly. Just a nice Wait. little chat. Please put some pants on um, mm. in the morning. Mm. That'd be really handy. Because she's she's very like. Boom! I'm in your face. I'm naked. So sometimes I'll go and help her get out of bed or something like that. I'll just pull back the sheets and she'll be like completely stark as a bed. Well, didn't need to see you for dinner first thing in the morning, right. but yeah, it's so you dress. She's used to you seeing her naked. Yeah, not- like I've had to shower her right. before and dress her before. Well, maybe that, that's where she it comes from. If she doesn't yeah. give any sort of. Hey, B- BTW, you know, completely naked today. Uh, I'll I'll be prepared to see some pajamas, and there's nothing. <laughs> and I'm like, whoa, well, I'm blind. Hello mm. there. Blinded by vagina. Mm. I like that. Can can that be a thing? <laughs> like like in um, like Indiana Jones. Title. You know when it melts the Nazi's face off. I feel like that's like a magic vagina. <laughs> do you know? <laughs> vagina so good it melts Nazi's faces. <laughs> Serious feminists. Uh, On that note, (laughs) I think we're going to go to a song. (laughs) Uh, This is Kiss with a Fist uh, by Florence and the Machine. You're listening to the Naughty Root Show on Sin Nation. That was Tainted Love by Imelda May, who is amazing and I love her. Anyway, you're listening to the Naughty Root Show on Sin Nation. And we are about to jump into some Tumblr questions. Shall we kick it off? And also, if you would like to ask us a question, head on over to thenaughtyrudeshow.tumblr.ask forward slash... Oh, sorry. thenaughtyrudeshow.tumblr.com forward slash ask. Got there. Um, you do not have to have a Tumblr account to ask us anything, and also you can be anonymous, so feel free to ask away. And in the spirit of Father's Day, we've got an interesting question from Anonymous. I like to call my boyfriend Daddy in the bedroom, and since it's Father's Day, is this normal kink to have? And if so, is it a problem that my friends kink shame me? Hmm. I think it's a totally normal kink to have. I mean, it's around, isn't it? It's around in a lot of places. I, I hear it all the time. Barney like, Stinson? Yeah. Who's your daddy? Yeah. Daddy's Ooh. home, you know? <laughs> Don't even get me started on that. Yeah. Iron Man. You know? Tony Stark says that crap. Mm. I mean... It doesn't really work for mums, does it? No. Who's your mummy? Ooh. Yeah. It's like, it's weird. I like it. No. What is it about daddy that it's is... A, it's a power thing. Power. 
that's totally what it is. It's a dominance thing. And if you like to be dominated in the bedroom, then I don't have a problem with and that. You no, know, mm. things like sugar daddy as well and all that sort of stuff. Mm. Um, I've seen many a funny yeah. meme <laughs> when it's like, oh, my daddy bought me this. And I'm like, oh, you've got a nice father. Yeah. Like, no, she's talking about love. Uh, just play along. But, you know, mm. you've got like mm. the... the Daddy, baby. It's always like daddy and then something childlike. Yeah. Daddy and princess, daddy and baby, daddy and mm. little girl. Is that a thing too? It's too far. <laughs> little girl. Well, I mean, I guess it's what you're into, isn't it? Really? Yeah. Ultimately? Except um, if it's like you're sitting at the dinner table and you've got your sexual partner and you've got your dad at the table and you say, Daddy, can you please pass the salt? Yep. And they both stand up yeah. to pass the salt. Yeah, yeah. It can create problems. It can. Um, but don't mm. let it. Keep hmm. your bedroom life and your real life life yeah. separate, please. I think I definitely stopped calling my dad daddy when I was like 15. The moment when you're like, it's too much. It's not. It's not okay. I my sister still remember. does it, though. We hmm. spoke about this just before we came on air. Um, my sister still refers to my dad as daddy, which is the most ear-grating thing in the world. Even my brothers are like, don't, don't do that. <laughs> Stop yourself. <laughs> is not not normal <laughs> don't do that um but on the king shaming front uh yeah it's a hundred percent a massive problem that your friends king shame you mm. uh that's not on if lots of people have kinks they're all different they range so much that it's and it's really it's not even really a big thing so many people do it yeah it, it is it's not i don't I was actually sort of thought it was interesting that you even called it a kink because it's just so normalised. I don't really see it as being that far out there. But I think it's a massive issue if your friends are having a go Mm. at you for it. And Mm. feel free to put them in their place because you shouldn't stand for that. Most definitely. But also I think that it's a, like, society-wise, a lot of people go, that's disgusting. So it's just like a train that everybody jumps on. And um, also I, well... I don't want to sound weird and I I feel like this will come out in a negative way and I don't intend for it to do that at all. But you don't have to tell your friends everything. Do you know what I mean? You don't have to go, oh, yeah, I love to call my boyfriend daddy in bed because, well, I I know I'm here and I'm talking about my sexual experiences on radio, but, you know, there's sometimes things that you can just keep to yourself. Mm. And this might be one of them, especially if it's affecting you negatively like this. Mm. If he's fine with it. Who yeah. cares? If Two you're fine with it. adults. Done. Yeah. Next question. I'm really bad at flirting and I find my flirting style is inherently sort of abrasive or involves friendly bullying, ball breaking. Should I change my methods for the sake of getting the message across better or is being less upfront and less myself not as good of an idea? Bitch, me too. <laughs> yeah, I'm exactly like that. Exactly. <laughs> I don't even flirt. I'm just like no, you just mildly I just insult bustles. them until they want to yeah. sleep with you. Yeah. yeah, yeah. What do you think they mean by friendly bullying, ball breaking? Oh, like what's um, an example? Like if they I'm say really some- condescending. Yeah, me too. I'm, and I'm really like I'm like oh, yeah. that's sarcastic. That's really great, isn't it? Yeah. Oh, okay, well, aren't you good at that? <laughs> well, that's kind of like the way that I would talk. I, not like putting down, but a bit of banter. I feel like that yeah. comes to me much more naturally than Being deliberately like- <laughs> flirting. I'm like. That's not me. That's not natural. That's I just cringe at myself saying mm-hmm. these things. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I feel like there's this big myth out there that flirting is 
like fawning all over someone yeah. and like falling over yourself. The to like, it's a male yeah. batting the eyelashes. Yeah. Mm. yeah. Yeah. See, for me, I do the exact same thing. And how you know you've got a good guy is when they banter back and forth with mm. you. Yeah. And then the light bullying doesn't turn into light bullying. It turns into actual flirting. Yeah. Mm. That's mm. like when you've got beyond that stage and yeah. it's like, hmm, this is actually comfortable. Because now I can try yeah. and make a move. The light yeah. bullying is almost like a, a front at first. Cause yeah. It's like, I don't want this guy to just grab at my ass. Yeah. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? I need to test like, these waters. Yeah. Yeah. I, I want to I know that I want him to grab my ass before he does it. That's test all. him out. Yeah. yeah. You don't want to be super vulnerable in front of him yeah. either. I was doing law last year, actually. And so when guys asked me what I did, I would tell them, you know, I'm a student. Oh, what are you doing? Law. And often what they do is put both of their hands up and step one step away from me. And I was like, oh, Why? well, I didn't say I was a policeman. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> like, because I'm smart. Because I'm doing That's law. So weird. therefore I'm smart. So therefore I won't go home with them. I think is their immediate <gasps> logical. Oh, this girl might be smarter than I am. Oh, my Ooh, God. Intimidating. So intimidating. <laughs> That's so, ridiculous. That's yeah. sad. So sad. And I think that's honestly where my whole light bullying thing came from because yeah. I was like, screw this. If you feel like you're not getting anywhere, uh, it's not you. No. Like, if, you, if you're not getting the kind of, of, of banter, that kind of flirting that you want back. You're not speaking to the right you're person. You're not speaking to the right Definitely. people. Yeah, exactly. It took me a while to figure that out. Oh, yeah. Once you find that person that bounces off you really well and gets that sort of style of you whether you're flirting or whether you're sort of teasing with them or whatever it is mm. you're putting yourself down you're being condescending whatever it is that works for you stick with it i reckon yeah definitely don't I, be like oh I, I should change yeah. my ways yeah. you might not be getting the majority of guys but you'll be getting quality guys exactly yeah screw settling yeah definitely mm. Mm. so yeah don't change your methods for the sake of getting the message across be yourself be upfront be less upfront do whatever you want to do and the right person will come along in my opinion I agree. I agree. Cool. Have we got time for another question? Yeah. Okay. Anonymous said, I feel like sometimes I just crush on and fall in love with a lot of my friends and close acquaintances and even strangers. So how do you deal with those sorts of icky feelings and how do you get around them? So it sounds like someone falls quickly. Mm. Yeah. Um, I just, the falling in love with strangers thing, it's really common. Um, that thing where you like, have you seen the, the memes that are like talking about falling in love with strangers on public transport? Mm. It's it's actually extremely common to be like that person's so hot or whatever. Mm. Um, so I don't think you should be necessarily worried about it. Um, I tend to crush on like people who are extremely unavailable, which is <laughs> a terrible habit to have. Um, so I kind of know what you're saying. Um, it's it's really shit. I think. Whenever that sort of happens for me and I'm crushing on people who aren't available, that points to me that I need to not be available. <laughs> like, I need some time mm. for myself because yeah. when you start to to feel like only feelings for people who are unavailable or in relationships or people who, you know, they're, they're your friends or whatever, they're never going to be something more, um, that can sort of be a sign that, you're going with people who are unavailable because you are not actually mentally ready mm. for a relationship. Yeah, I guess there's a difference between crushing on or trying to go for someone that that mm. is not desirable in terms of maybe like they've got a level of fame or there's someone that you think would never go for you, whereas someone that maybe is in a relationship, I would probably 
make a distinction there. But it's interesting because I've got a friend that seems to fall in love with people. She says she's got, you know, fallen in love or I'm going to marry this guy or whatever it is. And it's like, yeah, I know this is a phase. She's going to move on to the next one in three weeks' time. We'll be fine. But it's interesting. Like, she gets really infatuated with people. Um, And I don't know what it is. Maybe it's like this desirable thing within all that's a common thread with these people that she sees that she wants to be with a person who's got that success or that person who's got that drive and being with that person is the way of her saying that you know she's made it that's that's kind of how I take it from there what do you guys think I don't think there's anything wrong with crushing on people really easily as long as it doesn't affect your relationships with these people so you know she says that she oh I'm sorry they say Hmm. that they're um falling in love and crushing on a lot of their friends and close acquaintances um that's fine i mean i think we all do that at one stage or another you know have a crush on a friend um and honestly from my opinion as long as you're not ruining friendships or if you guys get together and you can still be friends after that i think it's fine Hmm. you know it's fun to have crushes honestly as long as it's not impacting you negatively Hmm. i think you're okay yeah don't need to have icky feelings yeah it's okay to have feels you can just have butterflies and be okay with them definitely give yourself some time like you'll you'll sort it out you've got plenty of time it's never too late so yeah if you want to ask us any other questions head on over to tumblr at the naughty rude show.tumblr.com forward slash ask um and as we said before you don't have to have a tumblr account and it can be completely anonymous so hit us up there um, you are listening to Sin Nation's Naughty Rude Show. And this is Red Hot Chili Peppers with Deli- Danny California. That was Chelsea Dagger with Fratellis, and you are listening to Sin Nation. It's the Naughty Rude Show. We are talking about the relationship timeline. So I guess you could say two people meet. How does it all begin? I have a really strict relationship timeline. Do you want to hear it? Go for it. All right. So you meet, you start dating... By the time you're like, yes, we are girlfriend and boyfriend. When does that happen? I feel like it's about two to three weeks usually. How many dates would this be? Uh, Five. Okay. So you've slept together once. Okay. And five is a minimum. I I have this really rigid thing. Okay. It's Mm. it's all going to make sense in a minute. Mm. Three months into yes, we're girlfriend and boyfriend, I love you is appropriate. Mm. Okay. Three months. Mm. Or later. Three Mm. months is like the earliest. When's the cutoff? Uh, six. Okay. If they haven't sent it by then... Yeah, you have a three-month window. Keep out. You right. have a three-month window. Unless, you know, I mean, there's always exceptions to the rule, but mm. three-month window, that's my rigid kind of This thing, is your right? rule. Mm. That's my rule. Um, two years together before engagement. Mm-hmm. Um, at least one year of living together before engagement, because you've got to know all of their crappy yes. habits. You've got to see yep. them on a bad day. Yep, yep. Um... And then a year to a year and a half until marriage. Hmm. Okay? Time to plan the wedding. Right? Time exactly. to find some fun. Exactly. Exactly. Mm. You get married. You've got a house. Mm. Two years before you start thinking about kids. Fair. Right? Okay. Yep. And then after that, it's like, well, kids are thrown into the mix, so you've got no control. <laughs> Goodbye holidays. There exactly. is no planning ever. Exactly. exactly. <laughs> oh, you have to take at least one overseas trip with them before... You get engaged. It can be, let's go on this trip and I get engaged on the trip. That's okay. Mm. But it has to be before you're engaged. And then one before children. Yeah. So two major trips overseas. At least. While you're Come together. On. Okay. However, 
Shocker, guys. The uh, girl with the rigid relationship plan got that thrown out the frickin' window. <laughs> so my current partner tells me that he loves me... Ooh, two weeks into the relationship. Woo! Yeah. It freaked me out at first. Mm. But yeah, I wasn't as I freaked that's out. Natural. Yeah, that's I wasn't as freaked feeling. out as I thought I would be because I've had this. I have this like rigid three month thing. Like, mm. I'm not even sure. No, I think we we're just like he just said to me like, "Oh, are we, you know, exclusively seeing each other? Are we, you know, boyfriend girlfriend? That kind of awkward thing." Yeah. Was he then like, like yeah. "By the way, love you"? I th- I think so. I think it might have been the same night, like later that Woo. night. Um, and then it took me like a week to go. Oh crap. I actually love this guy too. Nice. Yeah. And so, yeah, everything just got thrown out out of whack. And um, I don't think there is a relationship timeline that you can really mm-hmm. follow in actual fact. What about we take it back a step? When you're dating mm. and you're figuring out whether they like you or not, mm. how do you decipher that? When you're talking about timelines, you're talking about communicating, whether it's phone calls, whether it's texts dates how often you talk how did you figure that out do you have rules for that as well i don't because i'm a multi-texter i'm the most annoying person in the universe Mm -hmm. um receive a message reply straight away well i mean if my phone's on me i don't feel the need to go oh they just texted me i better hold off for for like an hour see this is what i get like i am attached to my phone pretty much and i'm like i have to hold back no, I don't feel the need. I'm like, oh, I've got my phone. I might as well respond. You know, if if I'm doing Respect. something, then it's like, well, I can. Yeah. They can wait for an hour while I don't have my phone in my hand. Mm. So, do you reckon there's a texting game? I reckon there usually is. I haven't experienced it this mm. time around, but usually I think there's like a, ooh, what are you wearing? You know. <laughs> I can't do texting game because I just forget that they're texting me. Ah. <laughs> so I can't like really wait too long. Because I just forget, and then I just don't text them back. I'm like, well, I guess that's done with life. I okay, text so you in two days. <laughs> so being on the other side of that, I'm like, oh my god, they really do not like me. Move on. Okay, it turns out maybe they've just forgot it, which I is care. lovely. I it's do lovely. that. Yeah, it's lovely to know they don't care. Yeah, I do that too. I go, oh, oh, fine, okay, whatever. And then it took me like two weeks, three weeks to figure out that my boyfriend is just shit with his phone. Hmm, good to know. He, like, leaves things on scene, so I can't stand oh, to Facebook message him. Yeah. I have to text him. Yeah. I'm like, I know that you've seen it. I'm Why do you respond? Why do you respond, bitch? Yeah. Well, he was travelling once while I was overseas, and um, I sent him a little cheeky pic yeah. over Messenger because I only had internet, and he just left it on scene for hours. Oh. What are you Ouch. trying to say about my buddy? Right? I was freaking out. I was like, are you kidding me right Whoa. now? Are you serious? Um, Did he make up for it? Well, he was in transit. He was on the plane right next to his friend that he was traveling with. <laughs> yes. And he'd only just gotten to the hotel and only just gotten Wi-Fi. And I was like, you, oh, you're lucky. I swear <laughs> to God, I was about to jump back on a plane. What the hell? But Brilliant. I feel like love makes you do crazy things. I think mm. it does. It drives you a little bit insane. Yeah. I think we definitely overanalyze points in our life that we need to be with a prospective partner and how fast we're going to get there or how slowly we have to get there or what our friends are doing mm-hmm. or what the right way to be is mm-hmm. or whether we're the rule or the exception to the rule or whatever it is. 
Yeah, I, I'm, I'm an overanalyzer. Like, I analyze everything. Yeah. And so if I ever have a crush, it's really bad. <laughs> like, but then they said this to me. They want to go out to coffee. Is that like a friend thing or is that yeah. like a relationship thing? What is it? What are they doing? Are they with someone? What's happening? I better talk to, like, mutual friends. Mm-hmm. <laughs> are they with someone? Are they seeing someone? What's happened? What's with the last relationship? Like, I'm just like... Yep. OTT over the top. Why do they use that punctuation? Yeah. Why is there a full they stop? A full stop. Oh my no god. Exclamation mark. <laughs> oh god, I feel you. Where are the emojis? <laughs> yeah. No, but then again, I do full stops. So I'm like, ah. but should I? No, fuck it. It's good grammar. I'll do my full stop. And then I'm like, I was too harsh. It's too harsh to put a full stop there. We sound insane. But I feel like we're not alone. No. I feel like everyone is not. like this. I feel yeah. like everyone is like this. They just don't talk about it. And here we are like on radio like, we're all insane. It's, it's going like, to be okay. We have these rules, but no one follows these rules. <laughs> Why don't you do this? I Honestly, when it comes to the right person, you don't. You're not rigid. It's just right. There are no actual rules. Be with somebody for seven years without moving in together. You know, who cares? Do what you want to do and and make sure that you and your partner are happy. Screw mm. following rules. That shit's crap. Love Very it. True. Don't you think? That's beautiful. Yeah. <laughs> but at the same time, I'm still going to really overanalyze yeah, every single yeah. decision. <laughs> at, at the same time, you know, I've said that, but I still have crippling anxiety, so... Yeah, you're still like, you know? it's not my timeline, it's not right. <laughs> How about we go to a song, guys? Yeah. You're listening to The Naughty Rude Show on Sin Nation, and this is Why'd You Only Call Me When You're High, Arctic Monkeys. Enjoy. Welcome back to The Naughty Rude Show. You are on Sin Nation. And thank you so much to everyone that has sent in some Tumblr questions. You can hit us up on thenaughtyrudeshow.tumblr.com forward slash ask. You don't have to be a Tumblr user and you can be completely anonymous. So let's jump into some questions. I am basically the most awkward person on this planet. I'd say there's no one this awkward. As a consequence, I'm really bad with physical touching, especially around my crushes. What are some obviously consensual and friendly ways to get a little bit closer to my crush physically and maybe even get more intimate after that? Can I suggest one that doesn't even include touching? Mm. I ha- this is okay, so I'm really awkward too. Um, I've kind of grown out of it, but at first, when I wanted to get a bit closer to you know people that maybe I was interested in, I'd kind of cross my legs if I was sitting at a table near them, put my arm on the table, and kind of lean over so that my breasts were laying on my arm <laughs> to push up so I don't even have to look at them and they get to see all the assets like I don't have to touch them they just know everything's there and then if you feel a little bit more comfortable after that maybe like a little forearm touch like a oh you're so funny touch the forearm yeah it's gotta be natural yeah. you can't just be like oh you touch just, your arm yeah and be like what are you doing yeah. like no. nothing like oh my god you're so funny put an yeah. arm on the forearm where you go oh my god your muscles are so big you know, don't do that one that was no, cliche no. but yeah. um, that's that's an interesting way to establish contact because sometimes it encourages your crush to establish contact um, yeah. if you're a male don't do the breast thing because I don't think that'll work <laughs> but it'll be the same kind of thing just Puff get out your chest. kind of close to to them mm. maybe don't do the feminine thing but you yeah. know don't don't Same do sort of don't thing. do like the trippy fall thing where you're like you're sort of walking near them and then you're like oh the bend and snap <laughs> don't do that that's really obvious <laughs> I dropped a pen let me just essentially pick this up oh the bend and snap <laughs> yes <laughs> I actually have a friend who is quite like touchy feely but not not with like people that she's interested in, but I mean she does it with them but just with friends she'll go up to someone and like that's what I found really endearing about her when I first met her that pretty quickly 
we established a connection because she was like, she'd sort of slap, like gently touch you on the shoulder or whatever. And that was her way of kind of making a connection with you. And it was interesting for her because when she would do it to guys, they'd be like, oh, she's interested. When she actually wasn't, that was kind yeah. of like her manner of and her cultural way of kind of being brought up. Just kind of a naturally this flirty. This is my friend mm. thing. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but, you know, I was just like, Fun. teach me this. Teach me how to be casually, like, touching someone how and, and get I that How do I be vibe. a natural human? <laughs> yeah. Teach me always. I, yeah, I have the same thing. I have this friend who always manages to get guys, no matter what her situation is. What's her secret? I don't know. Oh. Maybe she's got one of those vaginas that melts Nasi's faces. I don't know. <laughs> but it's amazing. Let's that observe one, her in the wild. I might. I might one day. <laughs> okay. She needs to write a book. She might need to write a book. But, like, at one point, I think she had... It was around her birthday last year. She had ten guys on the hook at once. Of course. And hadn't slept with any of them, mm. which was just amazing. Did she friend How was this hook lasting? Like? I don't know. This is, like, a huge fish hook. Do you know mm, what I mean? Wow. Nice and curved. Mm-hmm. That was that amazing. Is, she that didn't, was amazing. Like, and for her birthday, that night, she didn't go home with any of them. She picked up yep. a new one. Oh, and she probably got, like, everything Amazing. paid for that night, too. Yes. She got <laughs> wasted oh on people buying her drinks. It was incredible. It was spectacular to watch. I need to go bow down. Yes. Yeah. This lady's queen, for yeah. sure. And that's just the top, the, like, tip of the iceberg for mm. her. So I guess, is this a way for us, for, for us to help Anonymous get closer? Try the physical thing? Try and um, edge in with something just to test the waters yeah. and see how if they go, like the forearm touch or whatever. Get more into their personal space without yep. being creepy. Yeah, and like sit a bit closer. Yeah, sit a bit closer. Mm. When you laugh, lean forward. That mm. kind of stuff. Right. Just get a little bit more into their personal space till you get used to it and they get used to it, and then eventually, you know, you're uh, doing the dirty or if the you eyes. want to look oh, yeah. into the Eye eyes contact. a bit longer. Yep. Yeah, like it's just a lingering thing. Yeah, I mean, men eventually pick up on bedroom eyes. <laughs> they always do. Eventually, I just felt like there's so many guys like, oh wait, you're in, you're interested? Like, oh yeah. yeah. I thought I was putting out the signals. Was I not putting out the signals? And they're like, yeah. like oh, clearly, just lots of them have blinders. I, I, they have no idea. They what don't do you even mean know you didn't pick is. it up? I looked mm. down and then looked back up, half littered. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that was the sign. So we need to be more obvious. We need to do more bend and yeah. snap. I uh, like. I don't yeah. know. I don't know. I think in the, in the end, you need to be like. I want to take my clothes off in front of you and I want you to take your clothes off in front of me and then I want mm. us to lie down on this bed and do things. Well, I was very forward with my current partner on our first time that we went out. It wasn't even a date. It was drinks. I was going out for drinks with my cousin because we're really close and I was like, oh, why don't you come along? And he was like, oh, yeah, okay, sure. And um, by the end of the night, now I had had a few, mm. I will admit, <laughs> but um, I, I said to him, why don't you come back to my place? I was incredibly forward, hmm. and I think he understood that I was interested. <laughs> nah. so, something tells me, why don't you come back to my place? It's pretty, yeah, that's now, pretty on the nose. Could I have have been it means I want you to leave. Sharing saliva earlier hmm. that made him aware that I was interested. That could but help. That yeah. would have, you know, that would have been a final sign. nail in the coffin. Hmm. Why don't you come home with me? <laughs> sometimes forwardness is what's needed, hmm. and sometimes um, social lubricant can help. Hmm. Yep. Have a little something. And, I mean, fake it till you make it, especially if you like them. Mm. What do you got to lose? Would you rather not know and then just, you know, feel the pain of, oh, I wish. Mm. I really like this person, but I don't know how they feel. 
or just testing the waters a bit and see what you get back and then, oh, might be able to reel them in. I understand the awkward. I really do. But sometimes you just go, I'm missing out on so much. I have to break through this. And Mm. um, I commend you when you do that. Hmm. Have you got time for another question? Yes, we've got time for one more. Okay. I have a really incessant ex who will just not go away. They recently had a birthday party lunch. Oh, sorry. They recently have a birthday party lunch coming up. And we had an intense falling out, mainly instigated by them. But they like to ignore that fact. So what's the best way to go about that birthday lunch? Is it rude of me to not go? Or is it stupid of me to go? That's a tough one. Oh, yeah. Two two words. Restraining order. <laughs> yeah, that's what I was thinking. <laughs> um, if they're incessant and you want and they don't go away, clearly you want them to go away. I think being very forward and saying, please go away. <laughs> like, it's, of course, it's not rude for you not to go. You don't want to talk to them. You don't want to know them. You don't want them to speak to you or message you or whatever. Shopping up is only going to encourage their current behaviour, which that you is don't true. approve of. Yeah, if it makes you feel uncomfortable, you should definitely not go. I understand that it might be awkward if it's like a friendship thing, like all my friends are going because me and my ex, you know, share the same friends. Mm. But if they're your friends, they're going to understand how awkward this is for you and how uncomfortable mm. this is for you. Mm. My recommendation is not to go, but I am also an introvert, so I don't like confrontation at the best of times. Mm. Um yeah, yeah, definitely. I, I agree. I'm the same. But, you know, if, if it's a massive falling out, you don't want to be in their company anyway. Don't force yourself through that, you know? Yeah. yeah. It doesn't make any sense to go unless there's some reason that we're not aware of. Yeah, that's true. Definitely. Yeah, we might not have all the facts here, but it just you know, doesn't sound like a good idea. And if it's, if it's going to make you feel uncomfortable, don't go. My sister had, like, a really similar thing about the friends thing. Mm. She was all worried about one of her exes. Um, they had sort of had the same friendship circle. And she's like, oh, we've broken up. Like, I feel like I need to be friends with him because we have the same friendship group. And literally I had to come out and say, honey, they're only friends or friendly with him because they like you. Mm. Like, he only became friends with them when you started dating him. They will never see him again. They are not his friends. Yeah. So if it is a friend thing, don't be afraid they're going to ostracise you because you're not putting yourself out there to go to this birthday lunch. You know, as he said, if they're your friends, they shouldn't worry about it and they should know what's up. Yeah, exactly. You know which people get which friends in the divorce, don't you? <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Mm. Exactly. There you go. I think it's time for a song. Let's go to Things That Make Go, hmm by CNC Music Factory. You are listening to The Naughty Rude Show on Sin Nation. That was Bohemian Like You from the Dandy Warhols. And before that, we had CNC Music Factory, Things That Make You Hmm. Uh, you're listening to The Naughty Rude Show on Sin Nation. And we are talking about what we're doing on The Naughty Rude Show, basically. You know, we're talking about relationships. We're talking about pretty intimate things on this show. And it's kind of interesting because we're throwing ourselves out there on radio and telling the whole world. And it kind of, I found it's had an effect on me. I've done a previous show where I've sort of learnt to open up and talk about relationships, past, present. And it's been interesting. And I just want to talk to you guys about how you've found, found the experience talking so openly on radio. I've never had a problem talking openly about this kind of stuff with anybody. Um, my. 
my philosophy in life is if somebody's old enough to ask a question, they're old enough to get the answer. Um, and I really believe that when we're uh, kind of like silent about this sort of stuff, it just creates more stigma. So mm-hmm. um, a platform where we can talk openly about this stuff, you know, where we can talk about girls who have 10 guys on a hook and commend them for it, <laughs> I, I find it very easy to open up if if we can erase any kind of stigma, honestly. Mm. Yeah. Cool. I um, I come from very open stock. Uh, we spoke last week about things that happen in the bedroom and openness around those things and me being literally like, I'm going to fart, it's going to happen, or like, <laughs> yep, I'm going to the toilet now, everyone, just announcing it to the room of 20 people. I'll see you in a minute. Um, I'm very open like that. My family very open like that. I have massive conversations with my brother about his sex life and, so, you know, dry periods with his girlfriend. His girlfriend comes to me and then talks about their sex life to me. So um, I just have that very open thing already. So for me to come on here, I think the first night that I did Naughty Rude, um, the very first question we answered was about how to use anal beads. And it was an extremely in-depth talk about how to use anal beads. I was pretty much the only person who really knew how to talk about it. Right. And um, that just was like, okay, I guess I'm just diving into it head first here. Like, just got a single swim. And yeah. first. I've sort of been doing it for... A, a long time now so um yeah I I find it really really good and what you said about stigma as well is really important I think there's a big big divide in especially when we talk about sex education um for young people it's just so inadequate and I think these sort of shows really help to bridge that gap and take away the stigma and also the awkwardness because sex is awkward sex isn't movie sex it mm. it is body limbs flailing and juices and moaning mm. and groaning and orgasm faces and <laughs> it's very awkward and i think we need to be talking about those things mm. and bringing that up and mm. it is very heteronormative the way that we talk about sex and relationships and i think these shows also help to bust those stigma yeah and mm. that that the issues that we seem to have talking about those other types of relationships that are out yeah. there which aren't just male and you know boy meets girl relationships mm. yeah and i guess us being so vulnerable and so open kind of opens that platform up for dialogue i remember you know when i was younger and teens or tweens that you know used to rip open like the dolly magazine you have the little doctor section in there and you find <sighs> out all these things and you're like oh and it was so secretive and it was so like hush hush and you wouldn't have those conversations with people you didn't want your parents to see that you'd opened it My no school ripped it out the section, the secret sections, the sealed sections in mm. Dollfriends and Dolly. Well, I was even talking to my parents uh, the other week about the fact that I went to a Catholic school and I don't think we had a proper sex education. Like, the teachers kind of just skimmed over it and talked about, like, other important things like how to deal with bullying and they focused a lot on that and they talked a lot about mental health issues, but they kind of just didn't want to talk about a lot of that other stuff that is so important and especially with you know our peers our friends people around our age and a lot of our audience here at sin is that we don't know how to discuss a lot of these these particular topics that are so important to sort of navigate as young people and i'm happy to put myself out on the line when, when i can and when i can offer you know some sort of platform to help people and it's good to learn from other people and give that sort of voice 
Mm. Yeah, definitely. definitely. I, I agree a hundred percent. Um, I just, I have so many stories of, of, um, friends, especially coming out of school with pretty much no sex education and no understanding about what sex is and then being scared about what's going to happen. I, I actually had to explain to my sister about her hymen and that it can break and you can bleed during sex. She had no idea, no idea. And that's a real, I feel for me, a real basic thing that you need to, to know about, mm. Um, and even learning about periods. The first thing I learnt about when I was doing sex ed was this is how a baby is made. And it wasn't even talking about anything to do with sex. It was like, man, woman, these are the stages of pregnancy. I'm in mm. year four. Why am I learning about the stages of pregnancy? Mm. I should be learning about my body and how that works and other people's bodies and how those work. Mm. That is the basis of everything to do with, with being positive and happy with your body and as well as understanding sex and all things that come along with it Mm. not this is baby and this is how babies grow and this is how babies develop in their mother's uterus like how is that important to Mm. someone who is nine? yeah sexuality and and that physicality and also the mental growing and all that stuff that you go through it's all intertwined when you're trying to figure yourself out as a young person and to have that disjoint when you're learning about things and you're, you're hearing it from people that you trust well, you know your teachers trying to tell you things or your parents trying to tell you things you know, you've got to find some sort of source or information and when you're you and your friends are kind of going well I don't know the answer where do you turn it's hard yeah definitely I think though just as a bit of a side note for us personally opening up um, there's still things that we don't necessarily disclose you know, we try to be as transparent as possible, but, like, I'm not going to come on here and um, embarrass my partner because he, he didn't sign up for this. I did. So, you know, I'm going to say that I love him and this is how I feel about him hmm. or, you know, this is what we did, but I'm not going to say things like, you know, we're into this or this is how big this is or things like that, you know what I mean? So hmm. I think there's a fine balance about that as well. Yeah. I don't know if you guys feel the same way. Yeah. Oh, no, definitely, definitely, I think. Um, I'm lucky to have two sisters. So whenever I'd say my sister, who could it be? Mysterious. Not that in my family listen to it, and no one knows who I am. So that sort of works well <laughs> as well. No one knows. <laughs> and she always says she's going to listen. Never does. So <laughs> works fine for me. Bonus. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I found I've, I've had to choose my words carefully, um, and I've I've shocked myself with how open I've become since doing radio. And uh, But also, I want to protect friends. And when I say, oh, can I share your story about this or can I talk about this? They're all like, oh, yeah, I want to tell you, but then don't tell anyone You know, when you go on radio. And I'm like, damn it, this is a beautiful story. I want to use this. This is so juicy. People can learn from this. This is so good. I'm like, no. I'm like, oh, do I change your name? Like, how do I navigate this? And yeah, it's it's interesting because we we don't want to share in a way. But, but we should be sharing. Like, obviously, I'm not going to, like, steal someone's story or if they say no, like, I'm going to respect that. But, yeah, I, I feel like we should be sharing more. <laughs> I agree. Yeah. yeah. I feel like I feel that us sharing helps other people share and that's why we get our questions. So yeah. we want to make sure that you guys feel comfortable as well talking to us and having us answer your questions. Mm. And that 
makes us feel really awesome as well a little bit fuzzy and warm inside as people out there like you lovely listeners who are trusting us to answer your questions so i hope we're doing right by you as well yes and speaking of questions please hit us up on tumblr at the naughty rude show.tumblr.com forward slash ask like we said before, you can be completely anonymous and you don't have to be a Tumblr user already. You can just um, head to that site and you can ask us a question. And we love answering them. But I think now we're going to go to a song. This is Amy Winehouse, classic Valerie. You're listening to Sin Nation. It's the Naughty Rude Show. This is the Naughty Rude Show on Sin Nation. Um, and we are talking things like who pays for dates? Yes. Correct. Our very latest Tumblr question. It's 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 not really a toughie, but it's also a toughie. And there's two question marks on the question. Yeah. Who pays for dates? Question it's question. It's a very valid question. <laughs> yeah. Thank you, Tumblr person. Uh, thank you, Anonymous. If you are also Anonymous and would like to hit us up on Tumblr, of course, hit us up at thenaughtyroodshow.tumblr.com forward slash ask. Um, now we have to decide who pays on dates. Yeah. Well, personally, I think that it should be like an equal kind of balance, like a, oh, you got it last time, let me grab this, or, you know, or I'll pay for the movie, do you want to grab dessert afterwards, something like that. Mm. Um, My partner's quite old-fashioned in the way that um, he likes to try and pay for dates when he can, but honestly, like, we're all young people with limited funds, and I just think, like, it, it doesn't have to be like that, does it? Mm. Surely we can just be equals and pay for yeah. stuff equally. If you're striving for pay equality, I guess. Yeah, <laughs> I, I, I like to pay for things equally as well. So, yep. of course, I if, I'm, if I'm dating a man, mm. they pay 18% more than I do. So, <laughs> you know, equality for all. Yeah. Yeah, I offer. Always offer. Oh, yeah, definitely. Um, Especially if we're getting, if we're getting, like, if I'm getting drinks for someone, mm. I always, about, yeah, I'm going to get yeah. myself a drink. Or if like, they've, yeah, if they've whipped up their whipped out their card. <laughs> Is that what they're whipping out? Yep. Their card. Before I've got... That's all you get. The before card. I've even found my purse in my bag, I'm like, oh, damn it. And then I'm like, bad. They just yeah. ruin everything. Yeah. You can never like, find what you want. <clears throat> so then you can just be like, I'll get the, I'll get the next one. Yeah. yeah. Which is, I've, I've had to insist on that yes, before. Like, I'm very I, insistent. I went to a very nice, um, like one of my first ever dates, I went to a very nice um, bar that did really fancy cocktails and they were cheaper because it was happy hour. So he's like, oh, I'll get you a cocktail. Which one do you want? And I was like, oh, it's all right. I'll pay for it. I already have my card out. Mm. He's like, no, no, my treat. And I'm like, okay, then. I'm like, but I'm getting the next one. Mm. I'd already told him that I was getting the next one. And then he tried to do it again. I'm like, no, 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 no. I said, this is my go. This is my shop. Mm. He's like, oh, no, it's, it's all right. It's all right. I'm like, and I just literally, the person already had the card machine out. And I just popped my card on it and went, like, there we go, here I feel it comes. Like guys just sometimes want to be the big guy. And I think yeah. that's okay. I think that's all right. Um, if it gets to, like, date 12 and it's still happening. Honestly, I hmm. think it depends if you're both comfortable with the situation. You obviously weren't comfortable with that situation of having him pay for more than those drinks. Especially the, they're, they're cocktails. Like, yeah, they're, they're expensive. They're 16 cheap. bucks a pop, yeah. you know. Yeah. Yeah. If you're getting me a pint of, I don't know, cider or whatever, I'm like, yeah, mm. okay, sure, it costs yeah. like $7. All yeah. right, like, that's fine. But yeah. paying for like two, three cocktails, mm. it was just like, no, nah, yeah, mate. That'll, that'll put a dent in the account. Mm. Yeah, I mean, me and my partner, we swap. We go, he always buys the first round because, you know, he just does. Yeah. I think that's just a thing that we've started to do. And we always go back and forth. Yeah. Eventually it all evens out. I bought, okay, 
I'm not condoning alcohol here, but I bought 12 shots the other night at a bar. Mm. Um, and then he also had to buy 12 shots, but plus 18%, so it was more like 13 <laughs> No, and we split them. And so I, I had paid the majority, obviously, because there was a fair amount of money. They were only $5 shots. It wasn't that bad. Oh, um, no, where did you go? Wait, look, we'll talk about this off <laughs> Not condoning um, anything here. Um, but, you know, it's it's that kind of thing. Eventually everything kind of evens out if you just treat each other like yeah. equals and go, yes, okay, you've got this one, thank you. You're not keeping score. Yeah, don't keep score. That's, That's just ideal. toxic. No, no. I really, I find it sort of unattractive if your date doesn't offer, uh, depending if it's a first date or, you know, whatever. Mm. And they just, they don't. I went on a date with someone that uh, pretty much meticulously calculated what like each oh, of us were going to pay I hate that. Yeah, like we went annoying. we went to the movies and he uh we were like oh we're, we're going to get a meal after so we bought the tickets first and then I was like oh I'll get the tickets you get food or whatever it was and then um they were like oh any student discounts and I was like oh yeah and he wasn't so it meant that my ticket was going to be cheaper so then all of a sudden he wanted to split and then when we got food he like calculated how much my food was going to be and then he would get the exact same amount for him and I was like this is just too much like that's icky if you're like this from like day one mm. this is concerning that's really really that's intense. a massive turn off I, yeah, I do feel like, my ovaries I always um I love I'm really addicted to that first date show love it I love that and it's always just the most cringe when it get the bill gets to the table and it's always put equally between the two parties and the, the male's dance. always like <laughs> So, um, how are we gonna, gonna split, split, split the, um, the, the bill? Um, yeah. And it's always the girls always like, God help me. Like, even if it's been a really good date, they're like, yeah. Oh. I feel like the appropriate thing to do is for both parties, no matter your gender, Jump to go, in. let me pay, no, I'll pay, and then do the, do, do a you bit of split? A, yeah. And yeah, then exactly. When the next person to go, no, I'll pay, you yeah. go, Thank you. I'll get the next one. Yeah. I think that's incredibly gracious. And exactly. It locks in the next date as well. It yeah. also suggests that there's going to be another one, mm-hmm. which is perfect. It also gives that good vibe that this went well. Let's have another one. Yeah. Usually, no second date if they go, yeah, let's split. Yeah, exactly. That's what happened in my snow. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Like, I'm totally happy to split. It's just that that's such that awkward, like, mm. asking. Because if, even if they're like, oh, get this, I will legitimately say, no, 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 I'm cool to split it, let's split it. And if they persist, then I'm happy for them to bait. It's just mm-hmm. that awkward. So, um, yeah, we're going to, like, yeah. split it. And yeah. you're like, well, <laughs> yes, but now that you've said that, I just I can't deal with this right now. No. I feel like you should never open with the split, but I also feel like everybody should just offer to pay all the time. Yeah. Because if you do that, then eventually you'll get your way if you want, if you actually want to split. Exactly. And I mean, if you're just going for coffee and you can't, you know, offer to pay three bucks on the first date if you genuinely like someone, is then there, it's not your asshole is way too tight and you're creating <laughs> diamonds out of coal. It's not going to go anywhere well. Like, seriously. In, in other words. Well, I think that is all the time we have left for on the Naughty Road Show on Sin Nation. But make sure that you 
stay tuned on socials. We're on the Naughty Rude Show on Facebook. And, of course, we've got our Tumblr. It's open uh, all week. And you can hit us up there with any questions. It's thenaughtyrudeshow.tumblr.com forward slash ask. Again, you don't have to be a Tumblr user to send us any questions and you can be completely anonymous. We also have a podcast. Check out the Naughty Rude Show on Omni and iTunes. So if you missed any of the show from 8 to 10 every Sunday, you can check it out there. Thank you so much for listening, guys. See you next time. You can listen to the Naughty Rude Show live 8 to 10 p.m. every Sunday on Sin Nation. So, so, so skinless.